Welcome to Christmas Movie Spotlight. I am your host, Dawn Mack, and here today with my lovely, wonderful, amazing, Christmas crazy, okay, that's taken a little too far, co-host, Pam. You think she's looking for some extra Christmas gifts or no coal? Which one is it? <laughs> I was thinking more like you're going to, that's probably going to guarantee me I'm going to get coal in my stocking if I keep that up. <laughs> Nah, we're too close to uh, to Thanksgiving and to Christmas, so I, I think I'll let you slide about now. And see, if you give me coal, that means you could get coal because you gave me coal. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, we're kind of giddy today because of our, our guests that we're bringing to you. Now, this is a special edition of our show that we like to bring you from time to time. And today's show, I'm just going to say that voice. Now, if you were here last year, we had the opportunity to interview this this person at that time. And it was amazing because we, we, just, we were blown away. We could not believe that we got an interview with him because his schedule is so jam-packed. And he's really hard to nail down. And um, we were able to. But when it came up again this year... When the publicist contacted us and asked to tell us that he was going to be in a movie on Hallmark and did we want to interview him, Pam and I were like, is that even a question? Of course we want really? to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking I mean, about what, what were you thinking? <laughs> for real. Like, you just skip the date. We're there. But, no, I am talking about Ryan Pavey, and uh, he is beloved on Hallmark. I mean, He's not been with Hallmark, but just a few years, but people have just embraced him. They loved him before when he was on General Hospital, Pam being one of those people. Um, mm-hmm. But Ryan, was it was just such a delight to have him back. And honestly, for us, after having had him on last year, this year it was, um, was kind of like having an old friend back. Um, home visiting and for the holidays and we just sat down and we talked about some different things and um, it was just so much fun we had we always have a great time with Ryan so I was I was very excited that we were able to speak with him again most definitely and there's never a shortage of things to talk about with him either he is he is one of the most interesting innovative and dynamic individuals that I have ever met in my life. I mean, I don't think that there is anything, hardly anything I should say, that Ryan will not do or has not done. Yeah, I, I think you got that right. I think you got that right. I mean, you'll you'll find out something new definitely when you listen this time around because I was like, what did you do? <laughs> well, and the thing with Ryan is, you know, with it being our second interview, you know, of course, naturally, Pam and I, we wanted to make sure it was not going to be rote. It was not going to be a repeat of what you heard last year, and it wasn't. Because with Ryan, he's always doing something new, so he always has something new to share, and we knew it wasn't going to be dull for a second. Um, it's just, he's just amazing. But he is going to be starring in Christmas on the Plaza. I believe it's November 25th on Hallmark Channel at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and um so without further ado, we bring you our wonderful interview with special guest, Ryan Pavey. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys, this is Ryan Pavey, and you're listening to Pam and Don. Well, welcome back, Ryan. I well, can't believe much. it's been... <laughs> you're welcome. 
I can't believe it's been a whole year since we last spoke with you. I know, right? It just it flew by. I mean, I don't even know where the days go anymore. Um, what do you consider your best highlights of 2019? Oh man, I did two of my favorite movies for Hallmark. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you watched those or if that's uh, something that you heard about. I did uh, a summer romance earlier this year, and then we just finished um, we just finished Christmas at the Plaza with. Uh, Elizabeth Henstridge, not that long ago, two of my, my favorite projects I've been involved in ever. And also my dad is getting ready to go on this big, crazy like road trip that we've been planning for years and years and years and years. And he was supposed to leave in April and we had some family business stuff that just kind of delayed him for a little bit, but he at long last gets to depart tomorrow. We get to do the send off tomorrow morning and he's going to go off on this basically year and a half long road trip all over North America going crazy so it's been a good uh it's been a good year on the personal and professional fronts wow gosh it, it certainly and i tell you you just had to bring up your movies um because i saw your movie with a summer romance with aaron krakow and oh my gosh ryan that was an awesome movie it was my favorite summer movie of all the hallmark summer um flicks and um so congratulations on the on the success of that i know that fans were just elated to see the two of you i think that was your first time appearing together on screen right yeah yeah i mean you know we'd run into each other um you know at at like the tcas and press stuff and things like that here and there and obviously anybody who watches hallmark or especially those of us who work in the universe you know we know you know aaron so um i was i was super excited and they announced that, that she was who I'd be doing that film with. And it worked out great, man. It was a blast. Yeah, I mean, your chemistry on screen was amazing. And, you know, I was on social media after that, and just fans were just left and right. I kept seeing tweets galore, you know, Facebook, all over social media. People were just loving the fact that you two finally got to star in a movie together and the chemistry that you had. And I also was seeing a lot of chatter where people were screaming for a sequel. They want a sequel to this movie. Um, so I we're kind of so. keeping our fingers crossed on that. I'm hoping that next summer or maybe next fall there will be a sequel to this movie and you guys will get married or, you know, whatever. But uh, but it was a great movie. It was undoubtedly one of my favorites for the summer. I mean – it, I had a blast the whole time I was there. I mean, Aaron was great. Ava, everybody knows. I mean, God, that little girl's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. And and I got to ride horses, and we shot in this absolutely stunning area outside a van. And, I mean, that was a really good month of my life, shall we say. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And that was I think that was one of the things that – that I loved about that movie was the scenery. It was just breathtaking. And I was thinking to myself the whole time I was watching it, like how lucky are you guys to be able to film in a location like that? So it was, it really made the movie too. I mean, it was gorgeous just from like a selfish perspective. I got to sit there on set in between scenes and just stare. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it made me kind of want to like venture you know, to that place at some point. That's like a bucket list now. If I ever get to travel extensively, that's something I would love to do is just go see it in person. It it just, uh, it was just amazing. Um, and we are 
Pam and I are just very excited because when we found out you were going to be in a Christmas movie again this year for Hallmark. We were just oh, overjoyed. Yeah. And, um, and Christmas at the Plaza, from what I've seen, I mean, the 10th anniversary this year is going to be amazing in itself. But oh, for sure. From, you know, we could tell Christmas at the Plaza is going to be a great one. Um, and if you can, can you give us a little background about your character in the movie? Oh, sure. Um, so I play Nick Pirelli. I'm kind of like the local, I don't know, nice guy. My family runs a decorating business that I've sort of taken over. And when I do, I decide that Christmas is kind of where it's at. Um, you know, we're kind of like that cute family. We get together. We, we, we have fun, you know, family assemblies and stuff like that for, for Christmas and stuff like that. We're a good time. And I, uh, this year, have secured the Plaza Hotel as an account to decorate, and it's a big thing for me. I'm super excited about it. And that job kind of brings me in line with Elizabeth Henstridge. Um, she plays a, I don't know, I want to call it some type of anthropologist. She's got a ton of degree work. I, I kind of heckle her a little bit for how educated she is. I'm kind of the nice, simple guy. <laughs> um, she's... She's not much into holidays, but she's real smart. She's been hired by the hotel to uh, to put on a presentation, shall we say, for guests of the hotel about the history of Christmas at the plaza. The plaza celebrates the uh, Christmas in a big way. So she's been uh, brought on board, basically, to do a presentation for them, and we're going to be working together. I'm sort of decorating the place. Um, we have our little mute cute. I think she thinks I'm a little, I don't know, brash, and I think she's maybe a little bit stuffy. Uh, but we're going to be working together, uh, decorating the hotel, and I'm going to help facilitate her presentation and stuff like that. But also, in so doing, I might convince this academic that there's something more to Christmas than just being a foo-foo holiday. She might want to give it a chance. Who knows? It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds exciting. And maybe we decide we like each other at the end. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the fact you use the phrase meet cute. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you hear it in the movies all the time, but to hear you say it, it's really funny. But, um, well, oh, it sounds yeah. like it's going to be I, an adorable I'm... movie. And um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure without even seeing it, I know that the scenery and everything decorated for Christmas is just going to be amazing. So, which, you know, Hallmark always outdoes themselves when it comes to the Christmas movies anyway. But, but it, it's going to be exciting to see you back on screen for the holidays. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. This one was really, really great. It really was. Um I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe maybe one of my favorites that I've I've ever done ever. So oh, I'm wow. excited for everybody's a chance to see it. That says a lot. That says a lot because everything mm-hmm. you've been in we love so far and uh you know, you can't imagine the next movie being better than the last when the last one is maybe one of your favorites, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I think kind of a good target, honestly, is to try to make each successive one better than the last. You just keep mm-hmm. chasing, you know. Don't ever get complacent and just keep trying, keep trying to do better. Um, this was a blast. <laughs> it's weird to be home now. I, I kind of acclimated to being there. I miss it. Well, one thing that um, Pam and I have talked about on many occasions is the fact that you know, we're just glad that Hallmark keeps hiring you to do more movies. Um, I just, we're just so glad to see you in the Hallmark family and and being on screen as as much as possible. And um, and people just love love your work and they love to see you. You know, it, no matter what role you play. And we know if it's on Hallmark, it's going to be good anyway. So um, 
So we hope that continues for a long time to come. Oh uh, yeah, you and me both. I'm I'm gonna do my utmost, shall we say? Yeah, <laughs> we'll be cheering you on every step of the way for sure. That that's well, right. That's that. right. Now, with your experience in television and movies and stuff like that, you see what goes on behind the cameras and in front of the cameras and that. Have you ever yeah. thought about writing your own movie? You know, I mean, I've thought about it particularly recently. Uh, I don't know that I have a writer's mind, but I also don't know that I know how to take it easy, you know. So who knows? Right. Down the line, that may be something I, I try. Do you think it would be a holiday movie, or what kind of movie do you think that you would write? Oh, Lord, love, I have no idea. I just <laughs> recently just started thinking about whether or not that might be a thing. Well, I think that it would I'm, be I'm, great to see you write a movie about yourself. You've led such an exciting life, and you do so much that we'd love to see that up on screen. Oh, man, I do. I, I get around. I, I got all kinds of stuff going on. I've traveled so much just this year alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Checked some bucket list items off my off my list this year, too, which was kind of cool. That was fun. And what were the what were those, uh, if you well, don't I mind sharing? I went skydiving. No, not at all. I went, oh. uh, I went skydiving for the first time this year. Oh, this my cool. gosh. So, took a trip to Oahu. I give you credit and, for uh, that. Uh, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. I love that sort of stuff. It's weird, you know. It, like, if it doesn't scare you, then then it's easy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it was a blast. We went up to 14,000 feet. It was a beautiful day uh, over the, the western shore of Oahu, and I jumped through a double rainbow from above. Oh, you oh were meant God. to be there it was, it that was day. Great. You were meant it to be there great. that day. That's amazing. Um, when you were standing, getting ready to jump out, what was going through your mind? Honestly. Um, I was just super excited to do it. I mean, it it felt exactly like what I had imagined it to feel like. Um, I I didn't have any real nerves about it, which is funny because I hate turbulence when I'm flying. So Ugh, when they take you up to both. go skydiving, they take you up in these little tiny planes and the little tiny planes bouncing around through the clouds and just getting thrown this way and that and it's super tiny everybody we're you know in each other's faces and stuff like that and it's a trip because somehow or another it's okay this time because you know you're gonna jump out of this thing like i think there's a weird subconscious fear that during turbulence that the plane's gonna crash and that you have no Mm -hmm. control here it's the it's the lack of control that is scary but mm-hmm. here you're strapped in to a parachute and you do have control if you know in the back of your mind something were to go sideways you just jump out of the plane you got to you got a parachute let it fall for a little while i mean it, academically you understand you fall for a little bit and then you know when you're x distance from the ground or so then you pull your chute and and you control your descent using your parachute and you're good to go um it was a little surreal when it was my turn to jump, we went up in two groups and there was a bunch of us before there was a bunch of people, should I say not us? Cause I went up to the top who jumped out at 10,000 feet 
And then um, I paid for the 14,000-foot one because that was the only two heights that they offered. And so I was like, well, obviously, I want to go from the tall one. So, um, <laughs> And I'm glad I did. Obviously. the tall one actually put me – well, it put me above the cloud layer. I didn't know that mm-hmm. on the ground, but I, I wasn't going to do the short one if they had a taller one available. Um, and I'm glad I did because once they jumped out, they kind of jumped out, and it was misty and kind of raining, and I just think it was funky. You get these real quick short storms there, and we were the last jump of the day. They called the day uh, to a close a little bit early because the clouds had moved in and the rain was coming down and yada, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, we got up to 14,000 feet, and that little tiny patch of, of rain clouds had drifted by and produced a nice little rainbow, and it was time to go. So they edge you to the edge of the the door, you know, and the wind is howling, and out you go. Wow! It was great. So it, it well, was congratulations. Exactly yeah, congratulations. I mean, if you hadn't been the daredevil that you are, and wanted to go to the highest point, you may not have <laughs> caught that double rainbow. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if I had gone earlier in the day, that storm wouldn't have been there to produce those rainbows. That's right. Right. And how many I people? I think I think I I got it like right in time. Yeah, timing was definitely per- perfect. And how many people can say they jumped out of an airplane and saw something like that? Um, that's a rarity. For sure. There's a, there's a um, and now I just have a question. When you Instagram. first jump out of the plane and you start falling, does it feel yeah. like you're falling like incredibly fast? Because, you know, when you see video of people where they've jumped out of a plane, um, it doesn't look like they're falling that fast. You can tell they're falling, but you really it's hard to really determine the speed. Yeah. Um so my thing is, is another thing about me. I ride motorcycles all over the place, and most of my motorcycles are really, 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 really fast. So I am accustomed to the the feeling of velocity, and it's different on a motorcycle than it is a car. The big thing that people don't realize is an issue about bikes until you actually ride one is wind and temperature. It's a big deal because you're kind of naked to both of those elements. They just hit your body. Mm-hmm. Um Jumping out of the plane, despite the fact that I was in Hawaii on the north shore of Oahu, at 14,000 feet, falling at, I'm going to assume, somewhere around the 125 miles an hour, um, that's kind of, I think, the balance between uh, – I, mean, I, I forget the term. It's not terminal velocity. Um, but it – well, it might be terminal velocity in that wind resistance matches – gravitational pull on your body so you don't just continue to accelerate for forever eventually you level out and you start going kind of a a level speed but the very first second feels interesting because you know you kind of have the briefest moment of zero gravity where you're not standing on solid ground anymore now you know you're you're accelerating you just jumped out of a plane you're in thin air and you're falling and there's nothing anywhere near you and you're speeding up Um, and then it's cold when we went through the clouds, there's ice in them. And ice, that's another thing. Um, I do a lot of motorcycle rides out in the desert, and it's usually really hot, so I'm riding in like a T-shirt. And people don't realize when you're in your car how much particulate stuff there is just kind of sitting in the air, like sand and things like that. But when you're wearing a T-shirt and you're going 100 miles an hour, you feel it, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Well, ice crystals are kind of, if you've ever been to, East Coast has this sometimes in the south, I think, on the beach, 
when the wind gets real strong and it picks mm-hmm. the sand up off the beach and blasts you with it, yeah, you yeah. feel like you're getting sprayed with needles. Yes, yes. It's like it's like a really potent version of that sensation. Uh, oh wow! So flying through the clouds was that way because there's ice crystals in the clouds. It feels the same yeah. way, just cold. Cold and pelting. It's kind of a trip. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything about it was great. It's, there's so much like sensory input on that experience that I tell everybody: if you think your heart can handle it, go do it. Well, you know, and uh, I've got several friends who have done that, and they all say pretty much what you've said. It's like an experience like no other, and they would do it again in a yeah. heartbeat. Me, I don't have the courage. I haven't worked with the nerve. Um, mm-mm, however, mm-mm. I have. I have a, a friend, he is 95 years old, and he lives up in Ohio, and he's a he's a World War II veteran, Korean War veteran, so he is, but he is, he's not afraid of anything, and he recently went skydiving for the first time in his life about three months ago, and loved yeah. it, said he's doing it again, can't wait, <laughs> like, oh my oh, gosh, now there's my inspiration, you know. It was a blast. Well, I have to ask you, you have had the opportunity to play a lot of different characters throughout your career, and mm-hmm. of all the ones that you portrayed, who, which one would you say is the closest to your real personality? Uh, honestly, I'd probably have to put I, – I can narrow it down to two. It would be, it, it, be between the last two films this year, between A Summer Romance and Christmas at the Plaza. As uh, summer romance, Jr. is a little bit of a city slicker, but he ends up kind of being more like Mr. Mountain Man a little bit towards the end there. Maybe that, maybe that ranch life sounds like not too bad a thing. I think I think uh, Jr. and I are a little bit alike, and and Nick in uh, Christmas at the Plaza, you'll see he's just kind of like the nice everyman. He wants to help. He's excited about stuff. So I think somewhere between those two, you get me. Yeah. Well, you know, Maybe having talked to last year when I saw, you know, Summer Romance and I was seeing you in that role and I was thinking after listening to you talk about all the things that you've done in your personal life outside of acting and it was like you could really see us some parallels. And I and I had to wonder at that time how much of your real personality you were pulling into that role because it seemed so reminiscent yeah. of some of that conversation we had before. So so that's really interesting to hear you say that. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice when you get lined up with a character that, you know, you have you have stuff from your real life to draw from. I mean, we always have stuff from our real life to draw from, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But when the character happens to sort of align with who you are in real life, it's easy. It makes everything natural. You know, you just kind of show up to set and you do your thing. It's, it's, it's smooth that way. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's more well, fun, too. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to work as hard to try to portray a character when you can kind of bring elements of yourself into it. So that that's kind of half the battle too. Um, well, before we wrap up talking to you, um, if you recall last year when we had you on, we did a five question lightning round that was holiday version, and uh, so we've got a new one for this year. And All right, let's have- and it's not holiday. Oriented, so this will be kind of a little different. Um, but if you're ready, we'll get started. I'm always ready, love. I'm just sitting here <laughs> playing my youth. I got a, that's another thing I picked up this year is a 
I got a baritone ukulele. It's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Aww. You're ready if you don't get to go. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So, first question early bird or night owl? Oh, man. This is going to be a bad answer, but kind of a combination of both. I used to be a vampire. I was up like all night, but over the years, slowly but surely, my wake up time is ratcheting back. Mm-hmm. All right. Your favorite car karaoke song? Um, Steelers Wheel. Stuck in the middle with you. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Your favorite junk food? Ooh, pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, dogs or cats? Oh, man, see, I got another lame answer for you both. I love animals, although anybody who's ever <laughs> seen me around a dog. I like cats, They're too, but I think man. dogs probably – they probably produce a, a – dogs probably produce a funnier result. You get me around a dog, you'll lose track of me for five minutes to turn around. I'm on my back laying down on the ground talking in weird voices. I'm covered in dog hair. <laughs> I don't know. I have a cat, and she's pretty She's pretty funny. She just cracks me up almost on a daily basis. So the animals are amazing, though. You know, every person needs an animal because they make so much, uh, so much different. Um, and last question, home-cooked meal or dine-out? Um, I suppose that depends on my company. Ah. Uh, I like cooking, but my motivation to cook for one is pretty low these days. Yeah. I think if it's just me eating, I do a lot of delivery these days. That and maybe, I mean, I I cook some stuff for myself at home, but I wouldn't go, cook is maybe too strong a word. I got a rice cooker and and I do a little meal prep stuff where I, I cook up a bunch of protein, like a bunch of fish or something like that. And then. When I'm home, I, I eat pretty simple. So, But I like cooking, provided I've got some people to cook for. Yeah, and it's no fun to cook for yourself. And it's it's hard yeah. to cook for someone, too, you know? Um, well, yeah, how do you, how do you not waste all that food? That's right, mm-hmm. that's right. You know, it's hard to cook one serving size, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, I don't even know how much pasta that is. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. I make I make mean I make pretty mean Cajun salmon and I cook pretty good steak so Ooh. somewhere between the two. Although I'm not eating a ton of red meat these days, I, I eat a lot of stuff out of the sea. Mhm. Yeah, fish is good kind for of my, you. Stuff. Kind of my thing well, maybe when you have to cook for yourself, you might think of signing up for one of those delivery services, like you know. I don't I don't know what they're called, Freshly or something, where you oh, can order meals for I'm on one. one already, and... love. Are you? Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay. on one already. Well, <laughs> there I you a, go. I have a friend of mine who uh, – it's a small company. I have a friend of mine who, who runs a business like that, um, and I'm – like I said, I'm I, I'm not super motivated to cook for one. So it's great. I, I get, you know, some nice, decent food um, delivered by a friend of mine, and I get to support their business, which is kind of cool. So kind of everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Works out good. Yeah, definitely. I've I've wanted to try some of them, and then I look at reviews, and I get mixed reviews, and then I'm like, oh, forget it. I'll just cook what I cook. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, and then a, a the lot really, of them, they don't let you choose, and you you get stuck with food that you don't like, and that's not good. Yeah. See, I I got spoiled because I know my I know the owner of this business, so the menus are custom designed and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I just let them know. 
you know, like, and I can change too. Like if I, I don't know, if I tried something new and I didn't like that dish, I can be like, I can call her up and be like, Hey, Hey, um, the chicken was kind of, I don't know. I think I'm gonna try something different next week. And so we'll swap something out. So it's kind of good. Cause I have a little bit of flexibility there. Well, look at you. I'm jealous. <laughs> because unlike a lot of people, I do not care for fish and, and a lot of seafood, um, unfortunately. Um, I don't care for lamb. I'm a very picky eater, so that's why I kind of steer clear of that kind of stuff. So we either cook at home or we just have takeout, and um, that's it. That's life, you know. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I envy mean, I, the I, I, people like that can eat anything. Yeah, well, I envy I, the people I, that can eat it. So. Mhm. Over the years, a bunch of stuff has changed. Not just my, not just my wake up time. My, my body has just kind of, I don't know, quit a bunch of things. I, I grew up in construction. I, I was a pretty heavy smoker when I was, when I was working in construction. Um. And then I woke up one day and I just couldn't do it anymore. It made me really sick to my stomach and lightheaded, nauseous, and I stopped. Um, and at the time, I had no real desire to quit smoking, but it just kind of happened. Um, and then some years later, my body did the same thing with coffee. I can't drink much coffee these days or it just messes me all up. Um, mm-hmm. And I've noticed that with foods too. I've gradually developed a um, – uh, like a like a lactose intolerance, I gotta take it easy on cheese these days. Um, I used to love red meat. I loved a steak, but as time has gone on, my system just doesn't process it as well, and I kind of feel sluggish and slow, and and you know it makes you feel a little squishy. <laughs> so <laughs> I just you know just what you do as time goes on, you know you just kind of adjust. You just listen to your body and you adjust. I seem to feel mm-hmm. best when I eat lots of veggies and lots of fish. So over the years, yeah. that's just what I do. And these days, I get tired early and I wake up earlier. So that's just what I do. I'm starting to and understand. It all I guess comes how my dad ended up waking up so early. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's called aging, Brian. It it, it happens. It you know, when you're in your twenties, you're in your twenties and thirties, you can stay up all night, and you wake up at five a.m. and you're ready to go, and you don't realize you're running on three hours of sleep, and you just go through oh, your God, day. Oh God, not me, man. But I'm telling you what, when you get older, it's like I love sleep. I do too. But I'm telling you what, when you, I used to be this big time night owl. Pam and I, Pam could tell you that we'd be up talking, you know, wee hours of the morning, um, about different things, and get up the next morning. I could just get, but I tell you, the older you get, it 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 wears on you. It's like I can't do this anymore. Um. So yeah, it's amazing how your body changes as you as you age, and and things you liked when you were younger, you know, foods and drink, you kind of grow out of it, or yeah. your body decides, no, oh, I don't want this anymore, and you just stop, you know. So it's really interesting how that kind of yeah. takes care of itself. Yeah, yeah, you have these weird moments of realization too, where you look around and you're like, I guess that's, I guess that's just how it is now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that's nothing. All right. It's happening, and so there it is. I, I guess that's, or you, that's or, what we do now. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> or or you look at your dad, you look at your dad and you say, "Yep, I'm him now." <laughs> oh man, I I hear stuff come out of my mouth sometimes that he says, but like mm-hmm. not just what he says, but I hear his voice come out of my mouth sometimes too and it freaks me out. Right. It's super weird. <laughs> I know. I know. Believe me, I know. I can hear myself. You know, when you're younger and and you're growing up and your parents say something to you or they're yelling at you or whatever, and you're like, I'll never say that. I'll never be like that. Well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> and and as a parent, there is never a prouder moment than you than when you hear your child say something like you say it or you know, oh, yeah, yeah. she's 28, soon to be 29, and she's forever saying, Mom. I just had a mom moment the other day. I said, you know, and she'll tell me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's amazing to see that come full circle. Right. It's a trip, man. Nothing it's a trip. It I think really when I was, is. When I was a kid, the thought of it kind of bothered me. It doesn't bother me anymore, but I think when I was a kid, it bugged me. Yeah. Now it doesn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you oh, have yeah. a whole new way of looking at things in life when you grow up, so that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I, I want to thank you man, again for taking for taking the time to join us today. Well, we sure. are super thrilled to be able to speak with you, and you know you're always Anytime. welcome. And we look forward to your Christmas movie and anything else you come up with. And I think maybe you should still put that on your bucket list about writing a movie about yourself, at least. I don't. I don't know if I find myself interesting enough to write about myself. I'll let that. I'll let somebody else do that if somebody else decides they okay. want to. But I'm. Mean, <laughs> All right, Don. I'll we have an. Don has an assignment. Point. We have an assignment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll give you all kinds of stories. I've done all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, fudge, fudge. be safe. In your next endeavor, whatever you do, jumping out of planes or <laughs> off of high rises or something or mountains, just be safe. Who and knows? Um, Who knows? <laughs> we can't wait to I'll hear next time out, what sure. you've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with some stories for you between now and then for sure. Okay, that's a deal. Well, you take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. And next time you come back, we want to hear some of that ukulele music. Uh, yeah, anytime, man. I, I'm sitting here with it right now. I'll get you. I'll, I'll come up with something for you by the time I, uh, we talk next. All right. <laughs> Great. It's a fun little thing. Well, it sounds like you already know what the chords are. I know a little bit, you know, like I, I'm, I'm self-taught everything, so I don't really know what I'm doing, but I pick it up, and if I, I happen to find a sound that's kind of pretty, I experiment with that for a little bit, and little variations of it to see if I can come up with little tunes, and... Well, I sure like that one. Mm-hmm. 
I'll come up with something for you between now and then, I'm sure. I'm always sitting here putzing with something. Even when I'm sitting yeah. still, I'm not sitting still. <laughs> kind of a trip. This is true. This is true. And will you be singing along with the new tune, or is it just going to oh, be the God, tune? Oh, God, nobody wants me singing, trust me. No. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby steps. Nobody wants me singing. Well, we I can mean, only hope. I mean, if we all had a few drinks, then, then a little bit of you know, a little bit of karaoke maybe, but but uh, I don't know that uh, I don't know that I'm quite cut out for that just yet. But who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I I seem to always be adding something to the repertoire. So mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yes, you do. Well, we can only hope. We so I, I I I highly doubt that you're as bad as you think you are. So. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, all right, here's your assignment. Besides the ukulele and coming up with a tune, next time you're in the car doing your car karaoke, I want you to record that. And and send it to me and Dawn, <laughs> and we'll we'll take a listen and we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. I don't know about recording. That sounds like a serious call. setup, Pam. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever heard yourself like on a voicemail or something like that? And you're like, oh yeah. my god, is that what it sounds like when everybody listens to me yeah. talk? Is that what they hear? Fine, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, Let me share a little uh, inside story with you. Um, oh, God, Pam and I do this show. This is the third season of doing this show together, and we yeah. pre-record. And so, you know, on playback, like the night it's due to air for the audience, yeah, she, she tune in. She goes, "I don't like listening to myself." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how do you do radio?" <laughs> so, but, you know, it kind of feeds into well, what you're saying. Like watching so myself, she is, she is a living example. She she'll do the show, but she don't want to hear herself. Um, me, I'm, I'm the I want to listen because I want to see where I goofed up, where I need to improve. She doesn't care about it. It's like once and done. It's done. I'm not listening ever again. So That's yeah. um, <laughs> That's the know. hardest part of me about this TV thing, man, is watching my stuff. Because I watch oh. it kind of the way you watch it, you know. I want to see, you know, what am I doing? How do I make it better? Like that, that thing I'm doing with my hands, don't do that anymore. You look dumb. <laughs> like, I, like I want to I want to see what I'm what I'm putting out there, you know, so that if I'm making mistakes that are correctable, that I see them and then I correct mm-hmm. them. But uh, it's hard, man. It's hard to make me watch myself sometimes. It's really funny, given what I do for a living, how how much of an aversion to the camera I have. Yeah, it is it's considering weird. what you do for a living. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never want to have my picture taken ever. I did this charity motorcycle ride over the weekend, and I must have taken, like, 200 pictures or some damn thing. And everybody always wants to take a picture, and I'd be there like, you want to see it? I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. Are you good? You're good? Okay, good. Then we're good. I don't need to see it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need to see it. I never never like pictures with me in it. Well, you know, I don't want to ruin their fun. We are our own worst critic. We're always going to critique ourselves especially for putting something out for other people to enjoy. And, you know, we're never going to view it or listen to it the same way that the audience will. So it's, Oh, God, I'm awful. 
Oh, it, it's horrible. It. I mean, I find myself that. doing it. I'm like, why did I say that five times? I mean, you know, you just <laughs> it, it, don't do it again. Like you say, it's it's really hard to just sit and enjoy listening to it from the perspective of an audience member when you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but we can attest that we've not seen you do anything weird with your hands on screen. No. <laughs> Well, you have all these weird little ticks and all these weird little habits, you know, when you walk into the scene. So um, we think that everything is A-OK, Ryan. All right. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. A little bit of – it's always nice to have a little bit of validation every so often, you know? So you're not like, am I walking around being a dunce or what am I doing here? No. No. I can tell you, dude, you totally play your parts well. You're doing great. So, you know, just keep doing the same thing, Okay. All right, all right. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. <laughs> so you just needed that little validation, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, it's always nice to have a little push. You know, it feels good. It makes you feel good about yourself. That's right. <laughs> oh man, you're so much fun. Well, we'll have to do this um, again. I uh, I think I got a whole bunch more of these in the pipeline. Obviously, maybe just the one Christmas one, but I think I'm on. I mean, I am on. Uh, I'm on advise, watching advise right now to leave to go do another one, and I think ooh. several more after that too. So there are some. There's some activity on the radar screen. That's awesome. I don't even that's have any details about what they are, but they have told me that I will be busy. So that's... maybe don't go anywhere crazy and well, take it easy on the motorcycles. Know. The thing is, is yeah. that now that you have done quite a few of these Hallmark movies, the fans, you know, absolutely love you. You're one of the fan favorites of all the male actors on Hallmark. I mean, let's just be real. And so, naturally, Hallmark hears this. They read the tweets just like, you know, Pam and I do, and they, they see the response and the feedback, and they're giving the fans what they want, which I love. I so, hope so. I hope yeah. so. It makes me feel good. You know, you never know. You know, you don't know. I, I mean, I go to work and I do my best, but, but this can be a tough industry. You know, you never know how the stuff that you do is going to be, re- you know, is going to be received, shall we say? Mm-hmm. So it's nice right. to hear that. You know, there's some people out there who like what I do. It makes me feel good. Oh, we yeah. love it. We I'll love keep, it. I'll try to there's, keep doing it. Right. Definitely. I will try to we keep doing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S, and also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M U V I E S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.